Hey there, fans. This is Richard, and I just wanted to let you know that while we do bleep out expletives said in the room during the show, we do not cover up words in songs, and the first song from our guest today does have a swear word in it, so if that is something that you would want to know about, you have been warned. One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that takes musical memories, or song stories as we call them, to bring out the hidden storyteller in our guests. Thanks for listening. I'm Tara Calligan. Follow Three Song Stories on Facebook and Instagram at Three Song Stories, so please leave us some comments and give us a few hearts to let us know that you like what we're doing. Our guest today is Skylar Joseph Dennison. A native to Florida, Skylar has lived in Southwest Florida for all 33 years of his life. He grew up working in bars and restaurants and played music around the area and state for what he says seemed like forever. And you know, I've been to a few of those shows and I recall Skylar playing drums in local bands like Crimson Fetch, which was then renamed to Drawing Maps. Before giving up on his dreams of music stardom, he turned his focus to food, which is his, quote, obsession, passion, and probably the only thing he's remotely good at, end quote. He has one amazing, happy, smart, funny, and absolutely beautiful five-year-old daughter, Lachlan. And when he's not wrapped around her finger, you can find Skylar catering local events, serving up some of the best veggies and fried chicken and tacos I've ever had. Or you can find Skylar behind the bar at Nice Guys Pizza in Cape Coral. Now, I don't know Skylar that well, but I've always sort of associated him with music because growing up, him and I were in kind of that same music scene. So I'm really excited to hear what his song stories will unfold. Let's get to it. Thanks for coming in. Of course. I know that you're sort of a fan of the podcast. I am. You've listened to quite a few of the episodes, so you know what you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get started. What song did you listen to on the way here? I listen to podcasts and NPR on the way here. That's what I always do. Okay. Any yeah. specific? Uh, I was listening to NPR, and then I got sick of hearing about the impeachment, so I uh, turned on, actually, uh, Three Song Stories. Oh. I listened to Seth's episode, which I never finished, so I listened to that. Awesome. Yes. Well, that's really cool. So. I want you to dig back as far as you possibly can in your musical journey and your musical memories. What is the earliest musical memory that you have? I'd say the, the first thing that comes up without a question would be um, The Way I Walk, the song by Genesis. Yeah. Uh, when Phil Collins was in the band, I think uh, it came out in the early 90s or so. Um, I just remember my uh, older brother and older sister uh, just playing that song and doing the goofy walk dance that they do in the music video, and <laughs> yes. it's on the album cover as well. And uh, just making my mom crack up, walking around the house in a line doing this absolutely ridiculous dance. <laughs> That's perfect. So how how much older are your brother and sister? Uh, me and my brother are just barely a year apart, um, and then uh, my sister is three years older than me. Okay. So what do you have? A, that's the earliest music memory you have with them as well, you think? Um, not individually, but, okay. but yeah, as a whole, yeah, the, between the three of us. All right. So what would you say your brother? <sighs> My brother? Man, he's always been super awesome at finding music. Um, and I just – I remember probably him sitting in his room and going between um, country records and – like Tupac records. How old are you? Middle middle school okay. or uh, even um, early middle school, uh, late elementary school. Mm-hmm. I remember him listening to things like Too Short when we were like yeah, <laughs> like nine years old. <laughs> um, but then loving like Billy Ray Cyrus, and um, he was always really good at finding good good music. That right, I would have never looked at uh, genres. I never would have thought I would have found something I liked. So 
What about your sister? Uh, easily oh, the band Oasis in okay. the 90s was obsessed to the point where it was extreme. Wonderwall, man. Yeah, she just wasn't. I mean, it was like Beatlemania. You remember how that was anyway yes. with, with Oasis. But she became like one of the frantic fans like the Beatles were uh, of Oasis. It was crazy. So hands down Oasis without a doubt. What about your – so your family, so your parents. What's the music that you remember hearing around the house or part of your childhood? Uh, my dad was always kind of like the heavy rocker, typical dad guy, ACDC, Led Zeppelin. I like that um, typical dad guy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. he listened to, you know, 96K rock all the time. You're right. Uh, and that kind of stuff. And then my mom was like the more hippie side. She loved the um, the Beatles and, you know, stuff like that. So pretty different extremes, but they, but they all kind of loved the same music as well. So how did you listen to music as a kid, maybe that you can remember? Was it playing in the house? Was it more like – because I can remember my parents. It was obviously – it was always playing in the house, but in car rides, you know? Yeah, cars was the biggest thing, um, listening, fighting over the radio with my siblings. Yeah. What station we're going to listen to. My sister wanted to listen to B103.9. Oh, I yeah. wanted to listen to 99X. And uh, <laughs> my dad was always listening to classic rock. Um, my mom listened to uh, – like top adult contemporary top 40. Yeah. She would listen to that all morning while she'd get ready. Is that like Enya type stuff, right? Or no, no, I mean, it was like Sarah McLaughlin. Okay, right, right. Thank you. I guess. Matchbox Not saying that, 20. Yeah, exactly. Not saying she's There's like There's nothing wrong with Matchbox <laughs> I didn't, 20. I wasn't mocking. Don't pull Matchbox <laughs> into this. I, I wasn't. It's adult contemporary. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I don't, okay, I wouldn't, sorry, yeah. I wouldn't say she, she's like passionate about that music, but that's just what she put on. It was right. probably easy to just put on sure. background music. It is what it is. <laughs> Good for all ages. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, what about your first favorite band or your first favorite artist? Can you remember who that was? Yeah, it, definitely Green Day. I was, yeah, I was just eight years old seeing Woodstock live on MTV, you know, and seeing them having a mud fight. And I want to high five you, just like yes, because uh, let's. Okay, uh, no one can hear that, but we did it. Yeah. That was uh, Dookie was my first record that I ever owned. Yeah, um, that was collectively one of mine. That's awesome. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a favorite Green Day album? I was just going to ask that. Uh, you, yeah. This is funny. So last week. I spent th- like three days straight listening to every single Green Day record up until a certain one because they get really bad. Yes, they do. Um, from start to finish, from the earliest to the to, – I think I stopped at um, – I actually stopped at Warning. I do, yeah. Yeah, because American Idiot is already still kind of played out for me. But um, so I was thinking about this the other day. I would say Insomniac was my favorite record. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What about your favorite Green Day song if you had to pick one? I would say that's hard, but I would say Pop Rocks and Coke. Yeah. Only because my daughter is obsessed with that song that's right now. That's wonderful. I mean, I do love it, but it's a catchy, really yeah. goofy pop song, and she's obsessed with it, and she knows all the words, and she always has to listen to it. So really upbeat. Yeah. I always go down that like, she. I loved that song oh, for some yes. reason that, growing I would up. say that would be my favorite if it wasn't Pop Rocks and Coke, hands down. Uh, I'll tell a little quick story about myself. I brought the Green Day album into my third grade class <laughs> because I liked reading lyric books uh, oh, yeah. for, for al- yes. an album. So I have Dookie with me, and I have the lyric book, and I'm reading it. And she takes it away from me, and they're just like, what the absolute <laughs> yeah. – why do you have, have this? Have you looked at that cartoon on the f- cover? Yeah, the whole thing, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I got in a little trouble for that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, was there any musical instruments being played since you play drums in your family? Uh, where did that come from? Uh, I think just my dad never was a huge musician, but he always talked about growing up playing. He played a little bit of drums um, in, I think, high school band. 
and he could play a little bit of guitar. Never really saw him play music until me and my brother got interested, interested into it. And then he would just like, hey, I brought you, I bought your brother a bass. And he would just plug it in and just play bass. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess he can do that. You right. know? And then same thing with the drums. Um, I, so there was not a lot of instruments around my house because I, my, my father didn't live with me growing up. So, but as soon as I became interested, I remember seeing an old drum set uh, in my neighbor's garage just stacked in the corner. And I told my dad I w- was interested. He was like, okay, let's just go buy it tomorrow. So it was always there if, if we wanted it. Um, same thing, my brother became interested in playing music. My sister played guitar and piano as soon as she was interested. My family, my parents were at least always awesome about saying, okay, if that's what you want to do, we'll get you a guitar, we'll get you a piano, we'll give you lessons. So That's awesome. Yeah. How old were you when you started playing drums? Um, I was in sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. So really pretty early on. Yeah. You still play drums now? Uh, when I can, right. unfortunately. It's hard to set up a drum set in a house. Yeah. There's no room for it anywhere. It's loud and obnoxious. Um, but, um, but yeah, I still try to dabble, I mean, especially with my daughter. She loves making songs and stuff like that. So I love picking up the guitar and just playing with her. So tell me a little about your music career. As I said in the <laughs> intro, you did have uh, you know, a pretty decent stint of playing with some local bands here. So what bands were they? Uh, you know, what you know, play you'd play the drums, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then what venues maybe did you frequent around here? Um, so let's see. I feel like now music around here has gotten so much better. Oh yeah. Um I, I feel like it was really good when when we were younger. Yes. We were at the tail end of it and right. it was really bad for well, it was like different, ten years. It was different kind of music for, for sure, yeah. And our popular scene were like what well, I'll say high school to so I'll say like 20, 2005, six, seven yeah, earlier punk and hardcore yeah. and emo and stuff like for that. For sure. Yeah. So tell me about the band that you were in. Um well the very first band I was in, I was in a few bands um in high school. I was in some like cheesy metal bands at first growing up. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was I got I got the new metal bug for oh, a while. There you there. Go. Um so I was in some band. I think Nevea was the very first like band I was ever in. Oh my goodness! Uh, I remember seeing Nevea at Squiggies on the Beach in Fort Myers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> playing fifties diners on Fort Myers yes. Beach, playing new metal it was awesome. <laughs> um, and then that band later became, I would say, more mature and uh, changed some members and became Minus the Fall. We did that for a while, and then um, I really fell in love with playing music though when I joined Crimson Fetch. Yeah, and it was like everyone I idolized musically, including my brother, was in that band. And my best friend was in it, and uh, they were playing music that I became just really passionate about, a lot of, like, yeah, indie kind of emo stuff. And uh, and after that was Drawing Maps. That was, like, my, my heart. I loved, absolutely loved that band. I remember the cover of the Drawing Maps album with the two box heads. Weren't you one of the box heads? No, no, I wasn't. Oh, you no. weren't? No, I'm my sorry. buddy Swin was. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so I, I have that album still. I have it tattooed on my arm. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So what was your favorite part of being in a band? Um, just hanging out with your best friends, like just, you know, getting in a van and driving two hours, um, to play in front of five people and, um, writing music, spending hours in this little shed, uh, just drinking beers and <laughs> like writing songs. I mean, with all, literally all your best friends. So, I mean, you can't really beat that. Even though we never did anything, you know, massive or big, it was, that was, it was easily some of the best memories I've had. Do you miss it? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's get to your first song. Okay. So what is your first song? Do you want to tell the story now? Do you want to tell it a little bit now, a little bit later? How do you want to do it? A little now. A little, okay. Uh, Go for it. So um, I picked this. Um, I think I had mentioned earlier um, when I was writing in that this really evoked like has probably a, a 300 different memories than just one. Um, but it's Alkaline Trio, uh, My Friend Peter. But really as a sum, it just reminds me of this pocket of time 
of when my group of friends were, were insanely um, tight and we would just always get together and just blare music and go crazy. And um, specifically, I remember one of uh, my friends, he had a brother. He would always come in town, but he was always real. I won't name names, but they'll know who I'm talking about. Uh, he was always <laughs> just real quiet and chill. And uh, he would always just kind of sit in the background. We would rage and go crazy and like listen to music in, in my living room. And uh, one day he came uh, came down uh, to visit and his demeanor was totally different. And he kind of became one of us and it turned into a pretty crazy evening. Do you want to tell us more about the evening or listen to it first? Just listen to it. Okay. So this is my friend Peter from Alkaline Trio's self-titled album released in 2000. I love that. I haven't heard that song in a while. It's so good. It just makes you want to party with friends. So <laughs> specifically around what time period was this? So 2000? Um, yeah, early high school. So like okay. right around when that would was right, coming when that came out. out. Yeah, I mean I remember when – I just remember when all their albums were coming out kind of, you know. Um, but yeah, so like right at the beginning of high school. High school was an awesome, crazy time. It was a lot of fun. A lot of people hate high school, but I actually loved high school. But I also, like, lived in a house with my brother, like, essentially by ourselves. Right. And we just had my brother's band, my band, constantly playing there, always had friends in and out. I'd come home from school and half my friends would already be in the living room, Mm -hmm. like, eating our food and hanging out, lounging. Um, So I had a great group of friends. I always just loved high school. It was always a, a blast. So with this song specifically, did you – would this always just somehow get turned on or would someone just put yeah, it on and I be mean, like, this is it? Yeah. I mean, it's anyone who especially knows that song, knows Alkaline Trio, it's one of the best sing-along songs. I yes. mean, there's so many classic lines, that, you know, that – especially when you're in high school and you're going through your first crushes and loves, that song's just about getting over somebody and, and your friend Peter. And I had a friend named Peter, so I'd always, you know – Oh, man. You just serenaded at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where does that song fit in your life today? Uh I guess that reason, whenever I'm down or just want to, like, I'm on a road trip and I want something uplifting and fun, something to sing along to, that is, that, that, that band in general is just one I always play. Can you remember the first music that you owned? Um, the first, yeah. So, remember when we were growing up and they had those Columbia Records get 15 yes, records for a cent thing. I do. Buy one, get one for, get 15 for a penny. Um, so I remember going through those and my mom saying, oh, there's five more I can't decide and letting me and my brother and sister pick. But – and that had some great classic ones. That's where I f- we first got Dookie in the house mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish and all those. You know what I mean? During that time. And as we were – so, uh, the, the three song stories I was listening to on the way here, mm-hmm. Seth, they mentioned Hootie. Yes. But anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> I always have to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. I always do that. No, it's fine. But, talking um, about the first tangible piece of music. Oh, okay. Owned. So I got obsessed with Green Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember at, we were going to Kmart and when they used to sell CDs. And I remember going to the Green Day selection. I don't even know why I look and I had the Green Day record. And as far as I knew, that's all they had. And I remember seeing Kerplunk. <gasps> yeah. With just the cartoon with the girl with like, uh, you know, the gun and the flower on her shirt. And I was like, what is that? And so I got obsessed. And I was like, I have to, ma- I have to make fourteen ninety nine. To go back to Kmart and get this record. <laughs> what is this Green Day record? There's a whole record I've never heard. So I f- remember um, somehow chores or just begging my mom or somebody to buy it for me um, and buying it. And I remember going home, putting it on. And I don't, are you familiar with that record? Yeah. You know the inside, the story yes. about the girl who kills her parents and cuts them up, puts them down the garbage disposal? 
What the? <laughs> and you're how old, right? Yeah, I, I was in. I was in maybe mm. maybe fifth grade. I was say it was probably oldest. elementary school. Yeah, yeah, fourth or fifth grade. I remember just reading that. Like, <laughs> I thought it was real. Yeah, I thought they took a real story and put it in the record, and I was just like, "This is." I remember I had handwritten copied it on notebook so I could take it to school to show my friends the story because I didn't want to bring the CD. Right. <laughs> you don't want to get it taken away. Exactly. <laughs> they can throw away the piece of paper. So yeah, I would that that hands down. Now, where does music in general fit into your life today? So you, it seems like you've gone through a, quite an evolution of music in different ways and, I mean, how you consume it and listen to it. Uh-huh. So where does it fit into your life now? You're such a busy guy. Um, I don't really – this sounds like probably the worst thing to say on this podcast, but I, uh, I, don't, I don't really listen to a ton of music anymore. Mm. Um, I mean, on a daily commute, I listen to, like, podcasts and NPR usually. <laughs> um, and when I do listen to music, it's always, always what my daughter wants to listen to. Mm-hmm. That's it. As soon as she gets in the car, can I feel hear my favorite song? And every week, that's a different song. So I'll be listening to really bad, like, teen pop music. <laughs> um, but she also loves really good music. Like I said earlier, she mm-hmm. she likes some Green Day songs. She likes some Aver Brothers songs. She loves... Um, the Beatles. What's she, your favorite song right now? It's it's the worst. It's um, <laughs> it's from the your the, face. <laughs> like right now, <laughs> it's from the it's from Gr- the movie Grease. I don't even. Uh, we go together. Oh god, like a Yes. Oh my god. I have never seen that movie all the way through. It's well. It's the last I, song in the movie. Yeah. Well, I know like the, the I know the famous bits, and <laughs> yeah. I had to sing that song in chorus at like oh fifth grade God. or something it's the like worst that. Worst song. I just never was drawn to those movies. My uh, has oh. your daughter sorry has your daughter um, introduced you to a song that you like that you, like you didn't know it like Ooh. she's the reason you you heard it. Um, yeah, actually, most recently, um, she gets always gets me. She always lets me know when the new Taylor Swift is out. You gotta know. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's important. Yeah, that's and, a Skyler um, must know. I lo- I love Taylor Swift. Um, Actually, even her newest album is great. Every right, song I it. think that she is great too. Yeah. People make fun of me about it, and I don't even care. She could be listening to worse, but I would say um, <laughs> most recently she got me into a Lady Gaga song. Mm. Uh, Joe Joanne Jolene Jolene. No, not Jolene. Oh, Joanne. Oh, that's right. She did a cover of Jolene. I think. And I'm looking at Richard, and it's just like a slow song just guitar acoustic guitar and her singing and it's awesome because awesome. i'm just used to you know the pop music that she would put out right so um, i haven't listened to her new album so at all yeah, or newest so, so i generally love like really like that song that's cool that's very nice now what kind of devices when you listen to music do you listen to it at all or what maybe was a device that you sort of listen to um i guess just um spotify okay yeah me Every, too everything is linked to spotify i have 10 spotify accounts i feel like um my daughter has her own. You know what I mean? Um, we just recently got one of those Google Home things. Oh, yeah. And my daughter loves that she can just yell across the house for this thing to play whatever song she wants, and then I have to listen to my hair in a ponytail. <laughs> over and over, <laughs> over, over and over again. again. Uh, hey, Google, play Lady Gaga. But it's kind of cute because she'll be in the other room, and I'll just hear, hey, Google. He's like, yes. And then she'll just say something like, I'm really glad you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, like, thank you. And I'm like, That's so sweet. I'm like, I don't know if she's just really lonely or she just generally is a very nice person. I think she just has an awesome imagination probably. Well, she thinks it's like a real person, like yeah. answering like a phone. Like, yes, <laughs> what would you like? And I'm like, no, it's a computer. There's someone on the other end that's for her. Think. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what she thinks. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> what about your current musical taste? Is it pretty much stuck in the Alkaline Trio days? No, I've 
the last like probably ten years, I've gotten really into um, folk music, mm. um, and th- a lot of things are country roots, blues, um, stuff like that. Um, I I can't get enough of that stuff. That's that's if I could listen to anything, it's that. I love old classic country and things like that. Me too. So what what do you consider old classic country? Well, Hank Senior. Yes. I could just listen to his 500 song catalog on repeat all day, every day. Usually, the first thing people say is Johnny Cash. Yeah, and I love Johnny Cash too. I like Johnny Cash's. I sound like a snob, but I really like his deep cut stuff. Um, you always hear the same five Johnny Cash songs, but he had so so many great songs. Sunday morning coming down mm. is one of my favorite That's songs. You got a big song. nod from Richard. Oh, yeah, gosh. one of my favorite songs it's of all devastating. time. Devastating. It's uh, me first in the Gimme Gimme's cover that, and it's very good. It is. I have heard that. <laughs> Now, what is your all-time favorite band? Everyone hates that question. I know. I hate that question. I would say just the the one I, to bring it up again would, would I, I would just have to say Green Day just because it was the most influential to get me into music. It was my first big concert I ever went to. It was the first record I really ever bought. Um, so I would have to say them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hold a candle now to some of the other bands I listen to, um, but. They're just an important band. So right. I would have to go with that. Cool. Now, what was the last time you bought music in a physical form? So like a vinyl, a CD? I buy Do vinyls. You really listen? I buy vinyls. I buy vinyls pretty often. Do people buy CDs anymore? I don't think so. Like I see them, but it's like, is yeah. it there for show? And... Yeah. I mean, the CD, <laughs> the CD selection, if you go to like a Target or something, is like one wall. Yeah. Well, this, ten kinda, choices. It leads into my next question. So I made mixtapes a lot. Mm-hmm. Did you do mixtapes? I loved mix- it. Yes. I, I – I would go on a limb and say I thought I was very good at it. Me too. But I didn't make mix CDs very often. Mm. Um, but anytime I, I would, people like really enjoyed them. I was obsessed with doing it. I loved it. I'm that person that people are like, all right, we're going on a road trip. I'm like, do I, I have a playlist? <laughs> it's like eight years long. Don't worry yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, uh, exactly. So can you remember the first mixtape that you made? The first one? No, I can't, honestly. I wish I could. Or maybe just... One that kind of sticks out in your memory? Because I can see that you went somewhere. Yeah, I definitely – I had one that I made for my friend Doug. Um, uh, I don't remember why. I think he just – he had made a comment that he liked a lot of the music I was showing him. So for Christmas – or it was his birthday. It was one of those. It was a gift. Mm. I made him one. And I hadn't made one in years. I spent like two months making it. And I don't – I have a copy of it on my iPod, which I don't even have a charger for. Yeah. But I wish I could pull it up because I don't remember half of what was on it, but I remember how much I loved it. You remember some of the songs? I remember there was – I remember there was a Tom Petty cover of Hank – of Hank Williams doing – oh, man. I can't believe I don't remember this. Well, there's a Tom Petty Mm -hmm. covering Hank Williams' song, which is insanely good. Um, I remember, I think, A.A. A. Bondi, which is another a guy I was really into, was on there. Um, I really was it, uh, was it Lost Highway? Yes. That is an amazing cover. Boom, Richard. Yeah, it is a good cover. Thank you. Um, I th- that's really the only – that's what I'm saying. I wish I could pull it up because I remember right. I listened to it nonstop after I gave it to him. I remember him coming to me and being like, forever, I only want you to make me mix CDs as gifts. I, I'm obsessed with oh. it. So it was the greatest compliment, and I still I still love it. So. If I ever find an old iPhone, I, iPod charger. I'm sure I can buy one on Amazon I Probably. I'm like, I will just drop it off to you. Okay. <laughs> it's the real long one. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Yeah. Uh, so do you – I know Nice Guys does uh, karaoke, the live band karaoke, with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you karaoke much? No, no. 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 <laughs> what about singing in general? No, I've never been a singer. Um, 
I've tried. I did some music writing projects with people like Mike Cosden mm. and um, Mark Davis where the the whole goal of, of the group was you had to write a song yourself doing all your own music, uh, music doing all your own vocals. Anything that was recorded on the song had to be you. And that forced me to not only learn how to play guitar and piano and harmonica, I had to sing. Um, and I always hated my voice. <laughs> I so think I everyone, never sang. A lot of people don't. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable behind a drum set or something, but not not singing. I always Mark constantly gets on me about this because he always wants me to go up there and sing a song, and I'm like, I won't sing a song, but I'll play drums to a song. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll come up and do a karaoke song where I'm playing the drums, right. but I don't I don't want to sing a song. Just let me do a drum solo and then call it a day, and then that's <laughs> yeah. it. It's like here we go, sweet. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, now. When you think back to all the shows that you've gone to, concerts, different things, is there one that kind of sticks out to you? Um, the first one I would have to say would probably be because um, this was the first real concert I went to, and today, and most people who were there who remember this um, will think it wasn't really much of a concert, but to me, it was being in middle school. I went to the original X Fest, yeah, and it was in Centennial, uh, Centennial yeah. Park, and. Um, it was just a show there. There was just – there was like one beer vendor. I mean I was little so I don't know. But I remember there was like – everyone was mad because there was like one beer vendor. There was like two porta potties. They had all these pretty big acts playing for this town and it was just crazy. Tickets were 99 cents. Mm-hmm. I just remember seeing all kinds of things there for the first time. People doing drugs and people without clothes on and I'm just like this is awesome. <laughs> Who played? <laughs> um, I remember Ev- uh, Everlast played. Oh, God. Um, who else was there? Uh, Cowboy Mouth. Do you remember them? I don't. Cowboy Mouth. They were kind of popular around here for a while. Mm. Um, uh, I think uh, I think Finger Eleven played. Okay. Um, but, yeah, those were like the headlines. Everlast is my uh, – we'll get to this later, but there's a song or an artist that you hear. You have to immediately turn the f*** off because you hate it so <laughs> much that do you know what it's like oh god i hate it so much oh, you brought... walk a mile. <laughs> <laughs> we played it in tara's episode we're done here thank you skyler thank you so All much right. for joining Turn us it up. I like that song. awesome oh god i'm out of here <laughs> oh, god. Uh, how far have you traveled to see a show um let's see the farthest would have to be i guess chicago okay yeah yeah chicago That's i went pretty for, far. for um Lollapalooza one nice. year. a very good year cool um, i just went to riot fest over there Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Um, I wouldn't. I probably would never go to another concert that big. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. I was young. Um, I had a blast. See, that's part of it. I'm of getting too friends. old for festivals. Three days in a row. I'm, I, yeah, I now I think about that. The last big festival I went to was two days. I remember even the second day. I was like, <laughs> the first band starts at nine. Yeah, I know. Uh, we really want to see. They start at five. So we'll we'll lounge around the house. Yeah, I'm we gonna go sleep. Over. Uh, yeah. I'll get over there eventually. But yeah, I went to Lollapalooza that year. It was great. It was everyone from Nine Inch Nails, Radiohead. It was kind. West's first show back after his mother had died and mm. it was in Chicago. Um, There's a bunch of really great, great bands. I That's saw awesome. Iron Wine there, uh, uh, Explosions in the Sky. Yes. Which was awesome because I remember seeing them at a bar in Tampa. I remember at Crowbar. Oh my God, I was at that show with you. Were you? Yeah. I went with Andrew Bernard. Yeah, I was there too. Yeah. Then. yeah. Well, we were at the same <laughs> show. We were at the same show. There was like, you know, 150 people there. And then like a next year later, I see them at a bar in Orlando with like maybe 300 people. And then I remember seeing them on the bill for Lollapalooza, and I was like, there's no way they're going to be as good as these little clubs. So they come on and they play, and you just see thousands of people shut up. Mm. And I just thought that was remarkable. That's it was perfect. It was beautiful. It was awesome. All right. It's time for song number two. Oh, okay. What Would you song? like to 
So, oh, now I remember. Now I remember. What was the <laughs> you song? had to look it out. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what did I say? So uh, go ahead and tell us what the song is, and maybe give us a little preview of the story. Uh, it's it's yeah. up to you. Uh, so Tom Petty, American Girl. Uh, Tom Petty is a Florida classic. Um, this primarily, um, I love this song and Tom Petty as a whole because my entire life is engulfed in Tom Petty. I've seen him live numerous times. My whole family are huge uh, fans. My brother is a massive uh, fan. I was in a Tom Petty. I did a Tom Petty cover show um, with Andrew and some other friends, Rodney and my brother, and that was in one of the funnest shows I've ever played. Um, but this sp- uh, specifically reminds me of driving around with my mom. Uh, she used to have this like side gig where she would make some money on the weekends where she'd drive around and take pictures of properties that were for sale. And you know, she had a CD player in the car, and um, I just remember she had this album. What kind I, of car was it? It was a Ford Windstar, white Ford Windstar. There you go. <laughs> and I just remember listening to this on repeat, this album. Um, and then when we would listen to it, my mom would just tell me stories about my grandmother, and we just really always bonded on those weekends. So my brother and sister wanted to stay home and do nothing, play video games and lounge all day. And I, for some reason, was always a mama's boy, so I wanted to go and have lunch and get in the car and drive around and listen to music. It was awesome. That's wonderful. You want to hear it? Yeah. Let's listen to it. So this is American Girl by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers from their self-titled debut album in 1976, American Girl. That was Andrew Bernard rocking that solo when we yeah, did the yeah, cover yeah. show. It was awesome. It was a good What time. was that? Uh, the cover show was that, that at was Cool, cool Hand Luke's? Luke's? Yeah, Full Circle Luke. Yes. Luke's coming, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, Hopefully, he's he's my he's my white whale. That's yeah. that's Richard. We'll, we'll yeah. just have everybody poke at him on every I, episode. The second he steps foot in this state, <laughs> we're not far well, from he's, the airport. No, he's gonna <laughs> no, he's gonna smoke me some meat. Yep, and then he can come on the show. You know, he used to. We're talking about Luke Martin now. Just everyone listening is like, who is this? <laughs> but a lot of people actually do know. Uh, Luke Martin is a staple in Southwest Florida, not only in the music scene, but also in public radio here. Uh, he was one of our engineers uh, in FM traffic. And he used to actually smoke meats and different things in the parking lot yeah. back there. So we'll have, have like him in the parking event, lot. We'll awesome. just have an event with Luke. Luke Martin, get on this podcast, man. You got to. <laughs> so now back to the Tom Petty, American Girl. Do you listen to that song, uh, song still with your mom? Or Tom Petty in general? Um, no, I would – well, actually, I remember um, that album I got on record. We were talking earlier about buying stuff. So I still buy vinyls. I mm-hmm. had gotten that vinyl. Um, when Tom Petty had passed away, um, Nevin Marshall had brought me um, like a huge stack of Tom Petty records. And he's like, I want you to have first dibs because whenever an artist – this is unfortunate, but it's how it is when artists pass away – their records just sell out, especially, you know, at Nice Guys, we have a small little record shop that Nevin does. So, you know, when um, David Bowie passed away, you, that stuff is gone in an instant. So I, he was like, I want you to have first dibs. And I pretty much bought all of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, listening to this record with my daughter. She thought how records worked was awesome. And I remember that evening, my mother was coming over um, for dinner and us listening to that record and having like the physical record was just super cool. That's wonderful. Yeah. I love having memories like that, especially with parents. I know a lot of people have different relationships with, you know, parents or mm-hmm. whoever it may be. Uh, my mom, I think of Tom Petty um, constantly, won't back down. Mm-hmm. That's my mom's like theme song. That's awesome. Which, it's, a, it's a powerful song. Yeah. I actually, that was one of the ones I almost picked when, like, when I was thinking of, but that, that one always is just rings such a huge bell. So. That's wonderful. Now, do you have any TV theme songs committed to memory? Uh, I guess I would say French, fre- French, <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air. 
Uh, maybe you, you know the whole theme song. I don't think so. Because oh, oh, I see. I saw Richard. Oh, he's perking yeah, up right now. He's gonna play it for us, most likely. Yes. Yeah, You're mouthing the words. I love it. Oh, you told me it sounds. What my did phone. you? What the hell? That's that my like, daily reminder to not forget I have a child to pick up. <laughs> 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 All, right. All right, that can, I can let that slide. Okay. <laughs> this is the long version. Oh, oh I don't know the long version. There's a long version. Yeah. Yeah. That was an ad. That's an ad. <laughs> That's a Google ad for Florida beaches. Here you go. Now this, this is a story all about how my life got twisted turned upside down. down. <laughs> I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how we came to kids of a town called Bel-Air. Oh, let's let Richard do it. <laughs> we'll go back and forth. I thought forth. I knew more than this. The West Philadelphia part this is, is right here. coming this up. This is your verse. Get well, it. Not go, really, go. No. Uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised. That's the end of it. where I spend most of my days. <laughs> Chilling out, relaxing out, maxing out, cooling out, suiting some people outside school with a couple of guys. And we were up to no good. Started making trouble in the neighborhood. I got one my pipe, my mom got scared. She said, moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel Air. That's all right. So I, I, Ooh, I don't know this part. Yeah, yeah. I'll, pl- I'll play for you. You won't have to keep this for the show, but. <laughs> Might as well kick it. Richard! Man, this is, the, be- this is the best verse. Why yeah. did they knock it out? And that's where it comes back. Yeah, that, that's yeah. where it comes in. They cut right. that whole verse out. All right. <laughs> so we, d- we did our best. I did poorly. Uh, but you gentlemen did wonderfully. <laughs> so you. I appreciate that. Uh, so. Away from TV theme songs, do you have any like favorite musicals or Broadway or any sort of like that kind of <sighs> no, music I stuff? I hate that stuff. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, I feel really <laughs> bad. I feel really bad saying that because. Uh, no, I, I don't hate that stuff. I just never got into that like stuff. movies too. Mu- the only all right. So the only musical I could really s- mention that I would say that I liked would be Dewey Cox. Oh my god. <laughs> That is so funny. All the Walk songs, hard. all the songs are so good. It's just uh, if you're a music lover and you get all the little Easter eggs in that movie, yeah. it's so good. Would you ever go see the play version of oh, American yeah. Idiot? Oh, uh, I if it was convenient, <laughs> if it was free, <laughs> like someone you just yeah, if someone gave me tickets. I just happened to be off and had nothing to do. <laughs> Maybe some, you know, beverage <laughs> vouchers and maybe I'd go. Okay. Now, uh, aside from that, what are some, like, modern mainstream bands that you're into right now? Because I, I find that I don't listen to a lot of new music necessarily. I'm, I'm trying to get better about that because I, f- I got into this whole place where I just listen to the same stuff. Yeah. Oh. I f- I ha- can I chime in? Skylar, yeah. do you know who Dan Byrne is? Dan Byrne. Dan, Dan Byrne. Byrne is my favorite singer-songwriter. He's like a modern-day Bob Dylan. He's amazing in every way, and he wrote all the Dewey Cox songs. Okay. Well oh, then, nice. So you need to check out uh, his Dan, music. Dan Byrne. Dan okay. Byrne. B-E-R-N. I will B, send B, you okay, some uh, tunes. Isn't Dan Byrne aware of our show? He's aware of our show. Yeah. He, we're trying to get him on. Hey, Dan, get on the show. Well, much love then. Yeah. yeah. I interviewed him once, and he was like, he basically turned into Dewey Cox for like two years That's in his awesome. head, and he said after the movie came out, he like had to pull out of it. He had to like become him again. So oh, anyway, awesome. back to the show. He got <laughs> lost in the role and just became Dewey Cox of all people. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Okay, so mainstream music uh, that you're kind of listening to right now, new-ish. Yeah, that's hard for me to say because a lot of times I'll get into a band, I think they're new, and then I look and I'm like, oh, their last came out in 2009. Yeah, oh, that. But that's, but that's what I think is, you know, people can, can knock uh, digital music um, because we miss that connection with the physical stuff, the yeah. CDs and the records and the tapes. But digital music, I have found so many bands that I have never would have found, and 
um, I'm trying to think of. Oh, so I would say the most recent thing I've gotten into, which isn't new, but it was um, is uh, Blaze Foley album. That sounds familiar. Called Sitting by the Road. And it was this guy from Austin, Texas. He died in the 70s. And a bunch of his recordings resurfaced. And they released it, I believe, in the late 90s. Um, but it is just a insanely – if you like classic country or tear-in-your-beer type stuff, this record is phenomenal. You know, and, and Spotify, too, has been pretty – Awesome about suggesting and making yeah. mixes for people yeah. and different things. Have you found new music yeah, they, that way? Yeah, um, on a totally different spectrum. Um, I, I do. I have been listening to a lot of heavy music lately. Mm. A lot of like punk music. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the. I mean, both of these band names have offensive names. Go I ahead. Guess. Um, one's called <laughs> Up. Yeah. They're really good. They're like melodic hardcore from Canada. And then another one is uh, Pissed Jeans. Yeah. Uh, they Nevin. come up in my um, Discover Weekly a lot. Yeah. And though for some, tr- those two are just, they kind of pump me up. I've been doing so much cooking and stuff lately. It kind of gets me going when I need to spend six hours in the kitchen doing stuff. So I've just been putting on really loud music. It's lately. on my run mix, Pissed yeah, Jeans, exactly, especially. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Do you, Skylar, remember your very first slow dance? No. <laughs> no. I've never been a dancer, so I would have avoided that at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. Not my very first one. No. Slow dances are where non-dancers hide. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, if you're going to dance. I'm one of them, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if you're going to dance and you're not a dancer and you're forced, it, you don't want an upbeat one. <laughs> you're looking obnoxious dancing around. You want a slower one because yeah. you can just kind of waddle. So if, if, a, if a, a person were to come up to you and it was a slow dance situation, say it's a wedding, something, and they yeah. ask you, would you dance with them? Depending on the person. Okay. I'm pretty admit. I'm pretty admit where I'm like, I really don't feel comfortable dancing. And Got then it. I'm like, and they get the look and they're like, all right, we won't ask. Okay. He's, <laughs> he is physically uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because my, um, my brother is so opposite of me. He will take center stage at a wedding and slide on his knees during Footloose. And I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I kind of like that though. It's great. It's the best. It's very funny. But, um, and he's an amazing dancer, but it's just so funny how totally opposite we are yes. with, with, in those regards. My mom likes to dance a lot. Uh, my dad likes to dance, but me and my sister are definitely are like, me and my sister are a lot alike. And we're like, nope. Not dancing. <laughs> we'll watch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about your daughter, Lachlan? Can you remember your first sort of song story or musical memory with her? Um. Yeah. Well, my th- next song Ooh. is part of that. We can um, get well, into it. Well, one of them, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want, um, it's almost time for your third song. So would you like to tell us what your song is? Yeah. Um. So this is Paul Bearerou, the mm-hmm. song Strawberry. Um. He... I, I came across him because he actually played the Calusa Nature Center with Kimya Dawson. Really? Remember her? Yeah. She got famous from the Juno soundtrack. Yes. She played a show and he opened there and I fell in love with him. And and then I ended up seeing him again at the Fort Myers Reading Center over on MLK. I think yeah. it's on. He played there too like years later. Um, and this song was just always really sweet. And I remember one day I was walking – with my daughter, like maybe a year, year and a half ago, we're walking the dogs, and this song had come up in my head, and I just started singing it. And she immediately assumed that song was a, written about her. Like she, and and then before I could, she asked me to put it on her playlist on Spotify, and then like two days later, I she asked me to play it, and I play it, and she knew like every word. And it was one of the first songs I really – she clearly knew every word and she would give me this little smirk and this little cute look on her face. And every time it would come on, like I, the opening line was, you know, um, 
some say that you're, you know, pretty. Uh, and she'd be like, because I'm so pretty. <laughs> yeah, like she, li- <laughs> she generally thought the song was like written for her. It was very, very sweet. And she still to this day loves this song. That's wonderful. Do you want to listen to it? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, so this is Strawberry from Paul Bararu's self-titled album, 2005. All at once, but you just go on and on and on. Yeah, I didn't get teary-eyed or anything. That was that was wonderful. That was incredibly sweet. Thanks yes. for sharing that. Yes, he is he is a, a very good songwriter. He actually did a live. Uh, he went on tour where he covered um, Bruce Springsteen with this lady. I can't remember her name, and he released a live record of it, and I have it somewhere, and you can't find it online anywhere. But um, just him covering Bruce Springsteen songs, and it's insanely good. <laughs> That's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, he's so awesome. Do you listen to that song together often? All the time. Still. She did. Hey Google, play Strawberry. <laughs> you what, were what were I you mean? thinking about when you were listening to the song? Just now? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. her, like her just she you know, certain lines, you know, that she always kind of um amps up and uh think her little side comments with things. Like what? Like what's khakis mean? <laughs> 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 and things like that. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I cannot I cannot not listen to that song and not picture her sitting in the back of the car singing it. It's in, in that forever. like adorable little girl way too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just and I've seen some videos of, of Lachlan and she has the the laugh. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, it can you know, diseases. Uh, you're creating a song story for her with that <laughs> with that song too. Yeah. yeah. One day you can ask her about that, ask her where that takes her. Yeah. And it'll probably remind her of you. Or maybe how adorably cute she is. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely knows it. <laughs> so now let's talk about songs or bands that almost maybe made it to your list. Was it difficult to make this choice of just three songs? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, at first, I think I I thought about it too much, you know, and then um, I had probably I was like, that's literally impossible. But I was like, I don't need to pick three of my favorite songs. Right. So um, Strawberry came up immediately. Mm-hmm. I was like, hand, no, uh, you know. There's there's no questions asked for that. And um, I feel like I just – I kind of put it off and forgot about it for a while and then I would hear a song and it would remind me of something. Um, I went through a phase where I was listening to a lot of Alkaline Trio. Just kind of what I do every couple of mo- years, I feel like I, I grab an artist that I used to be in love with and I listen to everything they have uh, from start to finish and fall kind of back in love with them. And I did that with Alkaline Trio and I remember hearing my friend Peter and I just thought about – all my friends, and I thought about that night, and um, where my well, my buddy came out of his shell, and um, yeah, so it, that was kind of just like the natural pro- progression of that, right? Um, so, so there was definitely a lot of songs. Blaze Foley was one of them. Mm. Um, Simon uh, Paul Simon, um, Graceland, that one is always hits home with me. Um, yeah, so there's quite a few. So, are there any albums that you have to listen to? All the way through, you talked about how you'd kind of do that often. But if yeah. you hear a certain song, it's like, oh, no, I have to listen to the whole album now. Yeah, actually, this um, my music taste is all over the place. One of my favorite from start that finished records is Deftones' White Pony. Yeah. And I almost listen to that once a month. I just put it on from the – I mean, just love it. Um, and the Airplane Over the Sea is one. I, and it's funny because I hear that – I hear certain songs from that album all the time at work and, and in playlists that come up. But – just from start to finish, if, it's just such a great album. Yeah, it uh, really is. I know that there's a lot of um, meh with 
that band anyway, with Milk Hotel. But I don't care. Neither, <laughs> I love right? it, yeah. You and I have very similar music There's, there's a book, uh, I think it's called 33 and a Third. It's like a book series yeah. about records. Yes. The one about that is very good. Yes, it is. It made me love the album way That's more. That's something I definitely suggest anyone listening to this right now goes check out. Yeah. Uh, is there, in your opinion, a best album of all time? Probably We Are the World. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Richard was I like can't think. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I feel like to answer that question is everybody would have to be on the same page, right? Well, As a I mean, whole. It, I mean, not you. What, in your opinion, is the best album? You're like, I, feel no, like that, I feel like that would make the best album of all time, but I can't think of anything <laughs> that does that. Um, I would probably have to say if there was a benchmark greatest record of all time, this probably sounds very cliche, it would be Dark Side of the Moon. That's not cliche. I, I just think everything about that record, as even if you're not a huge Pink Floyd fan, if you watch any documentaries about it, read about it, um, the way it was put together, all the things they were doing, just the, 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 the album as a whole, how all the songs play into each other, it's very well done. Yeah, and if you ever listen to it, I think a lot of people only ever listen to it casually. Yeah. But like if you sit down and put on a pair of headphones, like a pair of real headphones, yep. and let no one bother you for a little bit, and yeah. you listen just from front to back, it's pretty hard to not come away without going, wow, that's really good music. Yeah, <laughs> like, I remember. Even if it's not your style. like it's Yeah, so my good. dad, I, I kind of, that's what I did with that record when I um I was living with my dad and he in his bedroom he had this, he had a waterbed. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. yes. And behind his waterbed he had an old, you know, uh, system with his um, Bose headphones from the 80s and that was one record that he would always put in and he would listen to it in bed and I was like, one day he he wasn't home, uh, and I was like, I'm going to do that. And I listened to it, and I just remember I knew all the songs. You hear them on the radio. Um, but when you listen to them in sequence, like how they're supposed to go, right. and you start hearing all these little things in the background and the way it's mixed, you're just like, wow, this is awesome. It is a complete experience. Yeah, exactly. That is a complete auditory that then leads to visual experience. And I, did wa- and I did do the whole Wizard of Oz thing with it also. Did you? Watched. I've never done it's it. It's very cool. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it totally, worth, totally works. It's, yeah, it's worth yeah. doing. All right. And it's you don't, have to, you don't have to match it up perfect. Just go on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, because they already they do it for did you. it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, so like after the third roar see, from the I line, I'm just like, I, I can't do that. that. That's the way I would have done it. I wouldn't even have thought to go on YouTube <laughs> when someone did it for me. It's like, no, I'm going to set this up. I'm going to put my headphones on. I'm going to put a red light. I've heard all that kind of nonsense. You can do this. <laughs> yeah, like, I do that anyway. <laughs> now, if you could just pick uh, one album and listen to that over and over again, that's the only album you can ever listen to ever again, what would it be? Hmm. What would I not get sick of? I guess a lot of things. I feel like I can't even really answer that, honestly. What do other people say? <laughs> I'm going to stare at you until you do. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I can think of, let's see, Kim. Uh, I think Andy was, um, what was Andy Howell? I think his was, oh my gosh, Number of the Beast, I oh, think. Okay. I think. Yeah, um, and then Kim was Coheed and Cambria yeah. uh, and Keeping Secrets. So A lot of Beatles. A lot of, yeah. a lot yeah, of I'm Beatles. To, oh man, what a cop-out answer. I cannot, not, not the Beatles. I mean that I can't think of anything. That's okay. It's so hard. Well, uh, think of it like you're packing to go on a on a... Let's shorten the time span, like <laughs> like on a year long trip. But you were going to be away from any music except for what you could pack, and it had to be one album. I'd probably say a Bondi. Okay, he had a record out. Um, wow, what was it called? It's been so long since I listened to it. But I just remember every time I would travel, I would put that album on, and I just would play in my headphones for 
hours why I would okay, so fly. Okay, so that state of mind helped. And exactly. So I feel like it's it's always there. It's always pleasant. You can chime in and out as you please and, and really appreciate it. But it can also be really soothing background music. So I feel like that would be a good one. Okay, I'll accept that. <laughs> uh, was there a song, like I said earlier, that you hear on the radio that you have to turn off? Oh, my. I cannot. This comes from all my years of working at um, sports bars and dive bars, um, but any place with a jukebox. But Don't Stop Believing <laughs> is the worst song of all time. And anytime it comes on, I used to remember I worked at this bar and I had the remote. I could skip the song. And anytime it came on, I would skip that song. That's awesome. And people would get so mad. And I'd be like, here's your money back plus a dollar. Go pick another song. I'm not <laughs> listening. That like It's like being in jail. What is it about the song? That all the really obnoxious drunk people at the end of the night want to sing at the yeah. top of their lungs. Yeah. And, and you're like, this is my nightly routine. I have to hear it every day. And you're just like, this song was trash before. It's trash now. At least when I first started bartending, it was Bohemian Rhapsody. And yeah. that never really got old, I feel like. Sure. It, was, it was tasteful. But God, don't stop believing. It so makes you understand why, why uh, Coldplay, uh, not Coldplay, oh, gosh, why Radiohead doesn't play creep. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they're yeah. tired of a thousand drunk people <laughs> yeah. missinging their, their yeah. song back oh, at them. That's another one. <laughs> that is another one. I do Song's love perfectly Radiohead, fine. But... Yeah, it's just something about the it's the group mentality when they listen to those songs for some reason. Yeah. Like Sweet Caroline. It's like, I don't oh, mind yeah. it, huh. really, but then it's what I associate it with is people going, bah, 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 like that. <laughs> it's oh. the only part they know. Yeah, it's the only it's part like... they know, and they scream it, and they go, moo, moo, through the whole rest well, of it. Well, and with Don't Stop Believing, everyone <laughs> thinks they're unique with knowing every word to that song. Oh, yeah. So but they no, want to sing louder to... than the other person. We're like, oh, my but God. But then they scream the high notes. <laughs> yeah. <That's... laughs> and I'm just like, no, I'm not even going to uh, pretend to recreate yeah. that right now. Uh, now... I would like for you, Skylar, to think back to 14-year-old Skylar, Joseph Dennison. And what do you think your 14-year-old self would think of you today? Um, I feel like as a whole, I'd be kind of like impressed. Like I've gotten to do some cool things. Um, and I'm definitely in a position I would, wouldn't thought I was in. I mean, I would, if I, I've always kind of wanted kids, but 14-year-old me didn't think about what it would be like to have a child. You just in your backyard, you're like, I'll have a kid one day or something. Right. But if I think if I saw how much fun I had with my daughter, I would that would that would blow me away. I, I love that. Yeah. That's a really cool answer. I like that that's what you where you went with that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because you so you kind of think of when you said, you know, there's a lot of things that I did. Yeah. You'd but think, that's hands down the coolest thing I've done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I mean I didn't put a lot of the physical work into it. <laughs> but like now that she's you know out in the in the world, she's just um, awesome. She's the best. So how old is she? Uh, she's almost six. Okay, she'll be six in January. Wonderful. So and she's definitely like loves me, and we have a great relationship. So I feel like I would be super impressed with that. Now I would love for you to recommend people. So when this episode comes out, I'd love you to recommend three people that you will kind of even do like a social media or call, text out, whatever it is, saying hey. I mentioned you in this. I think that you would be a great guest for this podcast. Okay. Who are those three people? Uh, I don't know if he's been mentioned. Nevin Marshall. Okay, yeah. Has that he been be mentioned cool. before? No, no, not really. Not really? No. That guy's done so much for this yeah. area. He's I mean, someone that I would, I personally oh would God, like to yeah. get on the podcast. He, yeah. Whenever he he um, he doesn't do it so much now because he's got a little girl, but before he used to DJ um, randomly yes, at Nice Guys on like that. a Tuesday night, and he would spin actual records, and he'd come in with these big boxes of vinyls that he would find in Europe, and he played tracks that no one ever heard, but everything he would play, 
people would love. It could be hardcore punk or a weird 80s synth song, and people would walk up and be like, what is that? Uh, and he's got tons of cool stories. He had, you know, the Hoople House yep. that he lived in. He owns a record label. He's a teacher. He's, I think he would be a lot of fun. Uh, Plural Being is probably my favorite yes. local band. Uh, 100%. I, I, honestly, I would say they're, they're top two they're for me. They're my favorite. Every time I see them, like, you do, you do not play enough? I know, yeah. I, got their, I have two different shirts of theirs. Yep. I, yeah. I, I love them, yeah. Okay, who else? Um, this is kind of probably out of left field, but um, Bill Vaughn. He is a brewer. He works at – he's the head brewer for Bonefish. Okay. Or Bonefish. Bonehook. Bonehook. I do that. <laughs> um, but he worked at – he started Bury Me. He was their brewer. Uh, he was at uh, Big Blue. Yes. I've met, I've met him a few times. Yeah. He, he's a really cool guy. I met him in the uh, in the bar industry. He used to sell beer. Then he was a brewer. And he's cool. worked at all these breweries. But he has phenomenal taste in music. He's always posting things on social media, concerts he's going to, albums he's listening to. And me and him – link a lot so i feel like the songs he would pick would be killer awesome yeah. um third one was um uh i have to call him out greg and yovina we've tried i know we've tried should i just do a four since everyone's already asked no greg i mean I, I i think that's like this is another reinforcement to get greg <laughs> they're and probably like uh, they're gonna roll don't. their arms and yeah, say oh no yeah. but okay so who who else in case those two um i think uh jimmy salemi would be cool yeah jimmy that yeah. would be a good one yeah um he uh, made him worked f- uh, with each other for a while. We have a lot of same musical taste. Uh, he's got a lot of cool stories. He's a musician. Um, he's lived a lot of different places and stuff like that. So I feel like he would be he'd have some cool stories to tell. Awesome. Well, this is pretty much it, Skylar. What do mm-hmm. you think? It was fun. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. Any final thoughts? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thank I, you. Uh, well, no. I guess um, I don't know. Uh, I, w- I wish we could do like a fifteen song. Stories. That'd hey, be cool. <laughs> when, when we do that, I'll let you know. Okay. And yeah. then we'll do this again. Yeah, there you go. Sound good? Yeah. Thank you for joining me, Skylar. I really appreciate it. Definitely. We make this podcast in the WGCU studios on the Florida Gulf Coast University campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is host and creator. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Our executive producer is Chris Duffus. Our theme song was created by Dave, Dave, Dave Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studios in St. Pete. I implore you to show us some love at Three Song Stories. Follow us on Instagram at Three Song Stories. Like and share our podcast. You can rate us on NPR One. Any little bit helps. For our parting tune this week, I'd like to take us back to when I was a little kid and Christmas was upon us as it is right now. I constantly was listening to Gayla Peavy's I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas, parentheses, Hippo the Hero. My grandmother had a CD of classic holiday favorites, and I happened to find it one year. I was probably, I'll say, five or six, and I played this song on repeat over and over and over again. And I can only imagine how oh so very annoying that was at a certain point in time. So yeah, this one goes out to my grandmother and me dancing around the house, around the Christmas tree, reveling in the holiday spirit. Next time on Three Song Stories. If somebody handed you a trumpet right now, how close could you get to playing that? Well, you, you know, you talked about, was it Northern Exposure? Yeah. Was that, I would probably sound like a moose. Okay. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs>